Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your fill-in host, the Mad Chatter, Dr. Handsome, Chad Patterson here, joined by my equally handsome, not more, not less, co-host, Addison Elko. As you just said right before this call, 24 hours to football. That's right. Butterflies. Butterflies. And we got some... We got a lot of pot stirring to do before we get kicked off on the season. By pot stirring, I mean power rankings. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite podcast of the year. I will say what single-handedly, I think we might have said it last time, got Itzler into the league after we showed on this team in like the very first episode ever, maybe second, when we started mm-hmm. diving into the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always fun. It's, it's tough. I, I think every year it is tough. Every year I think the bottom teams get better. Um, before there was usually pretty clear cut, uh, pretty bad teams. I think this year, every bad team has players that can win them games. I think it's just depth and maybe like the last flex positions kind of make or break some of these teams. But I had a difficult time kind of bucketing maybe like my four least favorite teams and then like kind of that middle tier and then upper tier, but it is exciting. Um, yes, I'm so pumped for football. Nick Famular is currently doing three redraft leagues as we speak. Love that. Which is, which is almost impossible to do, but he may pull it off. Um, like I was telling you before the call also, I did my power rankings about an hour ago. So I can be persuaded in any direction. I will try. Feel free to present arguments, and I will see, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. And then, well, teaser, we have another kind of power ranking at the end of the show, purely just on Chad's research, not so much opinion, but facts, but we'll get to that after the, the real power rankings, which will kind of be. So these will be power rankings for how we think your team is going to this year. No dynasty value, no picks, um, and not matter on division, because some divisions are stronger than the others. Just looking at your team going into 2020, 2021, how, how good do we think your team is? And so um, do, you, do you have the, the chat votes too? Yeah, I could pull them up as we go, kind of multitask here. So, because I, I have a photo of ours, um, but if you want me to leave it off right now, because I know. Yeah, let's get into it. So, number fourteen, and we mentioned him earlier in the episode, is Andrew Itzler will be the worst ranked team, and I believe he was the worst ranked team by our group me, which at the time I disagreed with, and now I don't really know why, because I voted him fourteen, uh, Eric. But you had him 13, Eric also had him 14. So we were pretty much consensus here. But, like, as I said before, he's got guys. It's just I, – I, I don't know. There, He only has, like, one arguably wide receiver one in Devontae Parker. Everyone else is either wide receiver two or lower in John Brown. Nicole Harmon is the wide receiver three, and C.D. Lamb's a wide receiver three. And then he's got a kind of two committee backs. So – it's just like it's a team where if it all comes together, yeah, you can you can beat, you know, any of the any teams out there, but kind of sketchy depth. I'm not like an Isabella guy. Vaughn got hurt with the Fournette deal. I guess Peterson has some life, but that's a committee area. But Chad, you agree with me here with or you had thirteen, but obviously you don't think Itzler is looking too hot this year. Yeah, I had Itzler thirteen and you know, I was telling you before, it was so hard to rank these because a lot of people have good to decent starting lineups, and then their bench is just absolute garbage. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think Itzler's bench is as bad as Kojak's. That's why I have Kojak 14th. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like Shepard's decent. Yeah, he's got Shepard. I, I like Isabella. I'm going to give him another shot this year. Tua, who knows? He could come in and be a really good quarterback for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's that's three pieces right there. I mean, they're not, you know, coming at you off the page pieces, but they're they're still pieces nonetheless, and they give decent depth. Um, Agreed. So, and I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to furiously write down what the group me had. Um, and, again, we did the group me a while ago. That was before some of these four net deals happened, uh, Peterson moves. You know, I don't even think Geis was – um, or like any of the COVID opt-outs happened at this point. This was yeah. maybe, after that, maybe after the rookie draft we did this, and maybe before then. So this was maybe after the NFL draft kind of rookie fever hype, I think, to pass the time between the every the daily mocks we were doing. We did some power rankings within the group me. So they might differ a little bit. Um, but that was pretty consensus. We were all one apart. And then we'll move on to third team. And this is someone you had in last place. And this is by far the biggest discrepancy, and I wish he was here to defend his, his pick, is Kojak at 13. So I had him 13. You had him 14. And Eric had him ninth. Ninth? Ninth seems high. I know when we originally did this, and I don't have the group me up now, he wasn't even – I think he was either 11, 11 or 10 because he wasn't 12 or 13. Uh, I know Tiz was calling his team name as being decent. So here's where I'm going to give him credit. And I, I kind of knocked Itzler for not having, like, the wide receiver ones. But Calvin Ridley is a really good wide receiver, too. Lockett's a really good wide receiver, too. Or one, whatever you want to call him. Kenyon Drake balled out at the end of last year. Coleman's kind of s- is sketchy, but if he has the lead role in the San Francisco running offense, that's a good spot to be. And Ertz is a stud. The issue, like you said, it, I mean, for me, it's the flex. Kendrick Bourne and Eric Ebron's not great at all. That's pretty bad, and he has no like no depth. Yeah, that that's exactly my point. I mean, Kendrick Bourne was a guy that we gave him in the draft because he wasn't around, and he's in <laughs> he's in his starting lineup. I, 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 I do agree with what you say, though. I think I think Ridley Lockett, Drake, most mainly those three are his core. Oh, 100 percent. And Cam Newton now in the Patriots should should do well. Yeah. I just think of like if his if his best guys were to go up against other and again I am thirteen so I'm just thinking if he goes up against Itzler's best guys at performing as good as they can be I think probably Kojak tweaks the win but I mean Itzler's flex are a lot better than Kendrick Bourne and Ebron I think he had Lamb and um, Mikol which is better than Bourne and, and Ebron but yeah I mean this is this is a team that if he wants to not come in last place he needs to get wins immediately because once bye week starts hitting he's he needs injuries badly to mm-hmm. even be like any of these guys to be comfortable thrown in there. Like, maybe Bryce Love steals a starting spot. I don't know. Maybe CEH is a bust and Darwin Thompson gets some looks and whatever. But that's like you're pulling screens. I'm trying to get some relevancy from his bench here. It's it's not great. His, his projections. I'm wondering how we got to 136. And then I see Kendrick Bourne has, has projected double digit points, which I guess they're factoring in having no Debo and maybe no Ayuk. Yeah, they do that a lot where, like, if one person's not playing, they just kind of shove the projections onto the other guy. But, I mean, yeah, he catches a TD, and then, they're, they're you know, then he can have double-digit points. So I guess it's the possibility is there for sure. Yeah. But, Drake, yeah. Yeah, Drake's projections are pretty high, too, 17 points. But who, who knows? Like you said, he had a good end of last year, so we'll see if he can carry that over. I'm high in the Cardinals this year, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Drake's a guy that I never really liked, and he's – 
kind of proven me wrong. I mean, I kind of got proven right for that one year he had, and then he kind of had a little resurgence here, but after he left Miami. But but those are so too – it's not like years past with really bad either like Eric teams or other last place teams that have been like easy wins. You could check it off as a win. Unless you're like Tiz or Rogers, but if you're playing Kojak and Insider, I don't think you really feel like super comfortable. Like, like it's a bye week. They right. got guys that can go off. So that's I agree. That's I, don't I like. Think, I don't think there's any team like that this year. No. Um, do I think they can make the playoffs? No, but you know, easy wins are going to be hard to come by. It's not like when um, Eric was starting Tyler Irvin. Yeah, some of those Eric teams, but you're going to get there. Like, look at Kojak's team. He has he's a couple like a Coleman injury away and a couple bye guys on bye weeks from starting Bryce you know what I mean like he's yeah. he's almost he's close yep. to being there but he's got he's got his top guys with wide receivers that you know make it look a little better um all right so that was our 13th coming in at 12 is our handsome host of the evening Chad Patterson uh Chad I mean you we weren't we didn't really differ here I had 12 you had 11 and Eric had 12 so we were kind of mm-hmm. in consensus here about where you kind of fell um I'll let you go first and kind of de- defend your team, even though you r- humbly ranked yourself 11. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's nothing really to defend. I mean, I have a bunch of guys that have a lot of upside. I have two rookies who haven't had the best camps. Swift has been hurt. Jefferson can't beat out BC Johnson as the wide receiver, too, on the depth chart. Um, I have Debo Samuel, who's hurt. So, you know, I'm starting guys like Breda and Lindsey in my flex spots, which which aren't terrible options, but, you know, they have both have – backs in front of them with Howard and Gordon um, but who knows I mean I got a lot of young upside guys like I said when I plug Joe Burrow into my lineup I think my average age is like 24 or some shit like that so it's a future play I mean it's been a future play for like five years for me for some reason I just all my picks seem to bust and I can't wait to watch it happen again this year um, but who knows, who knows with fantasy this year, especially with everything going on. Um, but I mean, I don't hate it. I've had worse teams in the past, so. No, I agree. I had you above a lot, like kind of the same argument for other teams. You don't really have a wide receiver one or a clear running back one. It's a lot of committee backs sharing carries, um, and obviously a lot of wide receiver twos, but you have Swift Jefferson on your bench, who I, I like. You have one of the best handcuffs in Pollard depending on how it is Zeke and people not playing. So that's like arguably your best piece is not, is not yeah. playing. I have depth. Um, I have, you depth. have depth. And this is like, this is a team. I think like you could make a run like by mid year, you could have three running back ones. Like if Singletary beats out Moss clearly, I mean, maybe not Hunt with Chubb, but like you saw the, the stats show that Hunt was better in the last whatever weeks, seven or eight weeks of the season than Chubb. Yeah. So he won't beat out Chubb, but you know what I mean. Like he's they resigned him for two years. He's going to be more involved in the offense. And Breda can obviously beat out Jordan Howard. And you can throw in Swift in there eventually. And Jefferson kind of comes to his own midway through the year. You get Debo back, and then then your yeah. lineup's looking a little better. So you know, yeah, hopefully you can. It's young. I mean, it's not fancy. But it's it's young, and, you know, I'm excited for the future with this team, hopefully. I'm hoping at least one of Swift or Jefferson will will be a guy for me that, that breaks out. Definitely need that. But, yeah, hopefully you can just tread water at the beginning of the year until some of these rookies kind of – And Burrow, too. I hope Burrow is the truth. I'm really high on him this year. Yeah, but, you, I mean, you got to think Big Ben's going to outproduce him 
for the majority of this year. I don't know. So. I don't know. Who knows? He's you know, I mean, I love Burrow too, but I, I think Big Ben could be a pretty slam dunk QB1 this year. Hope so. So that's number 12. Uh, number 11 is Rob Seckler. As really? I call it his team. So Rob was ranked 11 by me, uh, 10 by you, and 13 by Eric. So Eric was the lowest on Rob. Just crushed by the drafts, crushed by trades. Just he had a good core. I think I saw a tweet was like, remember a year ago and like when Carryon Johnson was like a top like two round, eight, you know, whatever it was, and then mm-hmm. gets there and boom, just eight, and like Peterson gets he's been hurt. But basically his team, Lamar Jackson. So he based on last year, I mean, he can carry you to some to some wins like Patrick Mahomes can. Sure. 30, 40 plus games on the reg. It's crazy. Boyd and Landry are two of the more underrated wide receivers, I think, kind of get overshadowed by their wide receiver ones, but I think are very, very productive and Boyd should increase with you think Burrow is that good. It's I just love a, Boyd this year. I have him in my two other redraft leagues. Yeah, no, I think he'll be good. It's just, man, the, the running back situation, just Montgomery struggling. Henderson, Akers came into town. Carry on, like we said, Swift. He's got two Rams. He's just hoping for one of the Rams running backs to just beat out Akers. But then Kittle's a stud, and I like Slayton, and I think Judy could do well. So his receivers are pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's just the running backs is, is really tough. Um, maybe, I mean, even Anthony, even his bench, like Miller and Pittman could be good. I think Hurst has a lot of upside this year. Yeah, yeah. It's just the running backs. They're really holding him back. He needs one of these guys to break through or he's going to be hurting. I don't look at this team now. I thought Rob was going to be like, I mean, I think he can still contend for last, but just looking at like some of the depth, if one of these running backs can kind of find the role, could avoid it. Maybe James Robinson comes through and that, wild Jaguar uh, running back depth chart that we don't know who's going to be the guy there. Right. I don't know, but he needs, he needs at least one of these running backs to produce from week to week, or he's, he's going to lose a lot, but yeah, Lamar Boyd Landry, I think there's, there's enough there to kind of give him some wins, but. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he had a good draft. Uh, Jerry Judy was my wide receiver one. Um, I love him. Pittman, like you said, has the upside. He drafted Hurst, who everyone wanted in the draft. Even McFarland could have a decent role in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's got some depth pieces. Like you said, it's he needs some lottery tickets to to hit, for sure. But he, for for a guy who was in the playoffs last year, and I think the next team will kind of end that tier. I think. Well, I don't want to say you're not in a playoff tier because you could just beat up on all these guys below us. I don't. Rob just doesn't feel like even if everything comes together, we'll make the playoffs. Your team does though. Your team, I think, if things come together, can make the playoffs. Rob's team, I I don't see it as much. See, I'm the opposite. I have Rob higher than me because I think if you put my team versus Rob's team, I think Rob will win. Now, yeah, I just think by like mid-year, if you get this, I mean, same thing at the mid-year, but things work for him. But if you get, yeah. you, you know, your Debo and your Swift and your Jefferson in there, I think your team looks a whole lot better. Yeah, if um, he had like one stud running back, his team would be pretty solid. And, I mean, he got rid of guys at the right time, but you got to be think like, yeah. yeah, Montgomery and Carrion were kind of two hot young running backs, and they just, yep. thanks is a cruel world. Well, Montgomery um, could, could come back and have a good year, though, right? He's got no one to no, He just got hurt. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, but people are just kind of sour on him a lot, even after one year. It's just yeah. the patience for running backs, especially if you are the RB1. It's like you got to produce your one. They're asking for your head. Uh, so that was number 11? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 10, maybe the highest 
this team has ever been ranked in the preseason power rankings is Eric. Um, pulling up his team now. So Eric was ranked uh, 10 by me and Eric and 12 by you. So you were the lowest on Eric, but not by much, I think. But this is where I think like the, the playoff hope kind of ends realistically, but maybe not. But definitely revamped team from when he had a, a billion 2021st, so still able to keep them. Um, McLaurin, really good year. Sammy, mm. if he could stay healthy, you like to have any kind of Kansas City wide receiver. Connor seemed to be getting the praises from Thomas, the bell cow, despite McFarland and Snell. James White, always sneaky good, and no one is coming through. And I mean, Sony Michelle's hurt. Right. No one really there that's looking Here's to take the hurt. reins. Yep. Um, Mac, get the early usage out of him before Taylor inevitably takes over, but can maybe sweep some wins. And then it's like – then he's got a bunch. Like, he's got Brian Edwards in there but now, but, like, James Washington is decent. Like, yep. Brandon Ayuk could be the wide receiver one if he's even healthy and Debo's out. Um, Mike oh, Williams probably would be in there if he wasn't hurt. Madison's a great uh, handcuff. Higgins I love. Dylan Peek. He's got a lot of depth. He's got a lot of guys that you could throw into his wide receiver two or flex spots. Every he week. does. He has a lot of upside. He has a lot, a lot of upside. Is there anyone like, are you as high on Edwards or Ayuk or anyone else that, or Higgins? Like, I think Eric had a, actually, he didn't draft Edwards, but I still think he had a pretty, pretty good draft. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Edwards is going to have a role immediately. Um, what that is remains to be seen, but who knows i mean these are all like like you said they're just outside guys with all the, all those rookies are have a chance to come in and like be like immediate production and then once that happens his whole starting lineup is going to change yeah you know there's not going to be marlon mack in, in his flex there's not going to be sammy Watkins probably won't be his wide receiver too so i think there's a lot of interchangeable parts and he has depth so you know it's not the eric of old it's the eric of new no, and he, like, and even Joshua Kelly's like, I'm not as high on him, but it's a good handcuff to have. Like, he's got good handcuffs. Like, you know, like I said, AJ Dillon, Madison, and Kelly. It's just a good. I mean, it's a solid roster. It's just they're all kind of in that like teens projections. You know, no one like are low teens. Right. Like, he just needs a couple of these guys like mid year to be the studs. But it could definitely happen. It's Andy, top to bottom. He scooped up Antoine Winfield, who's projected 24 points in week one. I can't believe everyone let that go. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I respect that. That's not even his high. He's projected 26 in week eight. Like, I guess he's just going to go really off against the Giants. But <laughs> I know to end the season against uh, the Falcons, he's going to get 26.57. Uh, I, I looked at his roster today. I was like, how the how – the f- fuck is he projected one <laughs> next week he's projected 29 <laughs> that's so funny i know he sent me that screenshot i was like ad you scared i was like i was just 68 percent chance of winning i thought someone got hurt on my end or like <laughs> something crazy i was like 50 55 percent i was like you pick up that fucking guy <laughs> so funny i wonder what yahoo's had some like funny glitches but uh yeah i mean I'm, he's not projected 150 he's probably projected what like 14 less but still you know number 10 he's got to be happy about that he claims he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna finish ninth is his goal he's never finished in single digits this is the team and the year with his i mean we've already rattled off three teams in your division and we're just at number 10 
Like, if this is his year to pile him some wins, he's got to get it done. So maybe, maybe he gets it done. This could be the year. Sometimes you just got to uh, hold, Eric. Yeah, you got to hold. Uh, moving on to number nine, and on the counterpoint, I think this will be the lowest this team has ever finished in a preseason power ranking is Nick. Uh, Nick ranked ninth by me, eighth by Chad, and 11th by Eric. Eric, very down on Nick. So this, so that that was a tier for me. 10 to 14 was a tier. Had a hard time balancing these te- uh, those teams. There's like four teams in this tier for me, maybe five, that I had a really, really hard time with because they got some studs, fantasy studs that you love, and then just some huge holes in the lineup that just like make you nervous. This is this is Rob's team on steroids. <laughs> yes, He's exactly. got absolutely no running back depth, but he has dope receivers. And like going into the – I mean – a month ago, he had Darius Geist, an up-and-coming Robert Silver one from Washington. here looked good. Ronald Jones didn't have Fournette there on the team. And, like, everything was kind of going well. And then, like, Freeman, where eventually someone's got to sign him, right? And You nothing, would think. You would think. But, I mean, I don't think anyone listening to this doesn't know his wide receivers in our league. But he's got DJ Moore, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper. Like, loaded. Probably the best, if not – one of the best wide receiver cores in the league, just loaded. Dak Prescott finished in the top two. He was a QB two last year. I think he'd be QB one this year with Lamb back. But then you get to the the bench. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, they didn't even get to the running backs. Like Ronald Jones may have a role week one. Do you think you got to think Leonard Fournette's going to beat him out? I agree. Boston, Boston Tea Party Sky in the and the two starting lineup is is tough. It it is a tough it, scene. It's tough, but I don't. I don't, honestly don't really know much about Boston Scott. But Jordan Howard carved out a role last year with, with Miles Sanders there. I know he was a rookie. He'll probably be used more, you know, predominantly. But Philly likes to do the, the running back by committee. I don't know. I, I don't even know. I don't even know much about Boston Scott. If he will be the goal line back like Jordan Howard. I don't know if he's more of a pass catching back, whatever. But he will be used if, if, any, if last year tells you anything. At least early in the season, I think he'll have a role because Sanders is coming off, the, I think, a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm high on Sanders this year. But um, I think I think Sanders will eventually be like the guy. I think Boston Scott will be kind of like a spell guy. But I mean, week one, who knows with week one? He could get him. He could score him some solid points. You never know. But you're right, the bench. But the but then you, but then you get to the bench. <laughs> it's a, not a good bench. And honestly, his best bench player is probably Chris Herndon. I was gonna say Steven Sims Jr., but I, I can concede Herndon as well. Or, so I'm sorry, say- Curtis Samuel too, probably. A weird cut by Eric. That was I, a weird cut. I think he was just having a really bad day and got like he saw the Roto update that he just like wasn't having one good, good day. It wasn't even like Panthers are looking to move on from Samuel after like it was like you know Samuels looked rough out there and Eric just cuts him. But Eric, I mean Eric has a good bench, but like he probably could have made his bench. Um, or, or at least trade him, right? Or at least trade. I would have paid a third uh, for him. <laughs> Who wouldn't? You know? I Isn't that crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would have given for him, but I certainly would have kept him. Um, I didn't even bother putting a waiver for him. I, I didn't even really debate it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, with the QB and the wide receivers, he can go off. He doesn't need Ronald Jones and Boston Scott right. to do much. And Darren Waller, even to speak about him, is, is a pretty good tight end as well. So he doesn't need those guys to even contribute much. He can get seven points each from those guys and still probably put up 150 with those wide receivers. And don't forget about – 
Darius RB1 Leonard. We haven't really touched much about the IDPs, but sure. he is a he is a difference maker IDP compared to the rest. So that helps him. I mean, that's arguably bet. He'll probably gonna, he'll might get more points this week than Boston Scott. Yeah. But again, his, I mean, his team's going to struggle when it comes to when bye weeks start happening and if one of his main receivers gets hurt. 100%. Definitely. I mean, that, and that's why ninth feels appropriate, but yeah. could knock on the door of playoffs, sure. I, I mean, Fournette gets hurt, then he's, right, he's back. Or Miles Sanders gets hurt, then he's back. Or Drake. Because Chase Edmonds, you know, Chase Edmonds is his boy. Um, number eight is Josh Maddox. And this feels high for him and still almost feels too low. We usually have him lower. We usually don't like his team. Uh, finished fourth last year. I don't have it in front of me. There's this one website. Like, I think Fantasy Pros does it. Like, you can put your league into it. And if you pay per premium, they'll tell you like all the best stuff available, whatever. But yeah. And I don't really like Fantasy Pros rankings, but they, they, give it, they gave it power rankings. And it was kind of similar to ours, but I think they had Josh fourth in the power rankings. Oh, wow. You, you put it all the rosters in there? Or just the league? You, you, you just upload the Yahoo. You just sync it with Yahoo. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it's on my – I did it on my work computer. It's on the login. But um, but we have him in – what did I say? Eighth? We have him in eighth. Knocking on the playoff door. You want to run? I keep. I think I'm keep – Yeah. Sure. All these teams. So we got Tom Brady, DJ Chark, who I'm, I'm not as high on this year. Um, Cooper Cup, who I am high on. Zeke, who you know is going to give you RB1 numbers. Um Ingram, who could slowly lose his job to Dobbins, but is still going to have a solid year, I think. Cooks, one of those middling tight end guys. Um, Mostert's going to be a guy for him that he's going to need to get the bulk of the carries. And I think he will, at least early in the season, because he proved that he can handle that last year. Mm-hmm. But who knows? That, that's kind of a backfield that I've, I've been avoiding in other drafts, just because there's so many guys there. I agree. And Deontay Johnson is is uh, I think he's been overhyped this year. I like Deontay Johnson as a Steeler fan, um, so I think he's a solid piece. And then uh, you know he had a good draft. He he's going to hit on Antonio Gibson probably, sure. uh, who's going to be a guy that, that he can probably plug and play into his roster. I think he's doing the right thing by leaving him on his bench for Week One just to kind of see how his role plays out. But even like Van Jefferson has been getting good reviews on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. So like you know, he he he's. I think he's going to hit on some guys that he drafted. Christian Kirk's another guy who could go off. Like I said, I like the Cardinals' offense. So he's got he's got some sneaky, pretty good players. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got those typical Josh like kind of polarizing guys. Like people are back and forth on Shark. Like right, he was great last year, but some people still don't believe in him. Say, I I agree. Deontay Johnson. Both his flex players are guys that could easily prove everyone that hypes him up correct. But if they flopped, would you be totally shocked? No. And like, no. And that's kind of like, and it seems that Josh's team doesn't flop more than it does. Like historically, he's been one of the better owners. But it just seems to keep having these guys that were like, eh. by a great cup with Cooks gone, should do well besides Woods. Um, you know, Duke Johnson always seems to find a role in there. And Houston, sure. you know, I don't know what the running back situation is going to be week to week and how they're going to use Duke Johnson. Like you said, Gibson pick was huge, huge, huge late second round pick. That's proving to be worth a first, you know, at least a first round rookie pick this year and more. Yeah. Um, I'm mad I passed on him. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be, if he proves week one that he's the guy you plug him in for Mozart, if he's like, you know, really time sharing with Coleman and this, 
lineup gets a lot better if he has like another, you know, stud running back and Mark Ingram, I agree. I think he'll lose his role a little bit to Dobbins and he is a little bit older, but I mean, he did fine with Kamara. And I know it's a different offense than the saints, but if you can play alongside Alvin Kamara and still put up pretty good fantasy numbers, I mean, he'll do it with JK Dobbins. Um, it's just how, you know, Baltimore will use those two versus the saints, but it's a good team. And Zeke's a stud. I, I mean, it's a really good team. That's why I was saying like maybe eight feels a little too low. I was kind of back and forth between him and I think the next person on our list. Um, now, are are you aboard the Antonio Gibson hype train? The situation's there. You can't ignore it. I'm having a hard time committing to where his ADP is in, in redraft leagues. I'm the same uh, way. I'm kind of avoiding the whole backfield, and I'm I'm fine either waiting and seeing or just picking up like McKissick off waivers if it proves that he. You know what I mean? Just like I'm willing to just miss on him, then whiff on you know, fourth or fifth round redraft pick, but you can argue it in reverse. Like if I whip on the fifth round redraft pick, fine. But if he's a stud, it, it was a steal. So I get it. Um, I hope it works out for Josh. I don't, I don't think he's not going to, I don't think he's not going to be good. I just am not ready to commit. The I just, to it. I just, I just thought even pre-draft, I thought it was just a gadgety guy, kind of guy. Yeah. But, you know, if he's thrust into this starting running back role, who knows? But I yeah, think they're going to use a lot of, I'm avoiding him at his current ADP. Yeah, I think you're still going to see a lot of Bryce Love and McKissick this week. But we'll see. I mean, you got to see how that offense is going to be, too. They got some weapons, but, I mean, hopefully uh, the quarterback plays better than it was last year. The say quarterback play when I can't think of the guy's name, even though I drafted him. Haskins? Haskins. Um, coming in at number seven is our defending champion, Greg Bastard Muller. I'm saying bastard. I'm not going to put the Dutch bastard. He's going to hear um, this and then change his team name to hashtag shock the world. Hashtag seventh. seventh overall. Hashtag shock the world. Hashtag no one. But he's like the Patriots. They do. They find like every little thing. Like we're the underdogs. No one believes in me. But I mean, this is a kind of like it, it's it's weird that no one has this in reverse. Where it's like, man, look at their running backs, but the wide receivers are kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, his team's really good. And seventh, almost like is again. I'm looking at it and. This is all about the depth. Because the starting run, the starting lineup's pretty good to I think above above average. Tyreek Hill, he's proved me wrong. I mean, he's 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 awesome. Brandon Cooks, can he stay healthy? But should see, you know, a good amount of targets that he wasn't going to get on the Rams. He's going to you know be you know you got to think Houston's wide receiver one in targets by far. Todd Gurley. New team, new, you know, McVay didn't want to use him as much. Mm-hmm. I know they're kind of using him on a snap count, but I think Atlanta's going to use him, and that offense is going to be really good. And Julio Jones and Keenan, like, I mean, those should be his wide receiver one and twos, but um, Julio Jones and Keenan Allen as top two receivers are studs. Yep. Josh Allen. It, it's, uh, it's, a be, it's, one. A, it's a better Nick team. I, you know, better, I, yeah. I think Nick, team. Nick is Rob on steroids. I think Greg is Nick on steroids. Yeah. But, I mean, Greg has a ton of running back on, on his depth that I think of a better shot at maybe getting the role than Nick does, which is kind of different here. But, yeah, I mean, Greg's starting line is really good. I mean, Darrell Williams and the running back, too, isn't great. But neither is Boston Scott, like we mentioned with Nick. But Todd Gurley is a better running back. You're right. Yeah. Todd Gurley's better than Ronald Jones. And I think uh, Greg's wide receivers probably are the best wide receiver core in the league. Just studs top to bottom all four. Yeah. The bench is also super sketchy. Super sketchy but has the same kind of like weird upside that 
just things need to work out. I mean, it, he's just taking flyers on the uh, Peyton Barber or the, I don't even know how to say, is it Devin or Divine? I don't know. Zigbo. He could be the running back one there. We, I obviously Greg's going to wait and see. I kind of agree with the Daryl Williams play. Just probably CH isn't going to get just uh, the bell cow week one as a rookie. Yeah. Um, and let's not take anything away too from Greg, the owner who makes great transactions and uh, like led him to a championship last year. Oh, hundred percent. He's going to work the waiver wires. He'll make the trades for the, for a running back a hundred percent. Um, Especially if he gets a, a few couple wins early in the season, he's not going to want to just blow it up. Uh, if he starts off like 0-2, 0-3, maybe he'll consider it or one of these guys gets hurt. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, no no wide receiver depth. Like, none. I mean, he picked up King Stills, but if one of these top guys goes down, then he's going to be throwing, I guess, one of these running backs. Like, yeah, you know, if a couple of these guys have bye weeks, I don't know who he's going to be starting at wide receiver. Because Josh Gordon, I, I guess, is going to get resigned, but I don't know if he's going to play. But, or I mean, he got resigned being reinstated. But yeah, I mean, it's a good team. It's a team I would never feel comfortable playing because his wide receivers are fucking loaded. Mm-hmm. And Todd Gurley can be Todd Gurley. I don't, I don't see why he can't. So, yeah, it's a good team. I mean, and then we'll see. I don't know, Blake Jarwin. You know, whatever. Benny Snell too. If Connor goes down, which more years than not he goes down, Benny Snell's going to be the guy in Pittsburgh. I think. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I know my dad and other other Yinzers were speaking his praise as like the guy they thought even looked better than Connor uh, wow. last year. So I know my dad was really high on on Snell Cow, but yeah, it's 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 a good team. It's a team that makes the playoffs. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised. Um, but I think number seven, number seven, right? I think number seven's fair. Let me see where we had him. I had him eight. You had him sixth, and Eric had him eighth. You you were the highest on Greg yeah. and have him in, in that playoff tier. Yeah, I haven't been reading those the last few times. Um, coming at number six is Mike Balducci. Stacks don't lie. They don't. Uh, they don't lie. We had Duch. I had him fifth. Chad him seventh. And Eric had him sixth. So no surprise. Chad is the lowest on Duch. I don't to be here. <laughs> All is right. Duch has had a taste of the championship so many years, I feel like. He has. He had the best league. Had he had the best year in league history going undefeated in the regular season and just came up short in the playoffs. And then goes 13th place last year, of course, wow. after I sell his pick. Thanks, dude. I, and, and I remember when we made the, the Juju Connor trade, I really wanted to keep that 2020. Uh, I know I really wanted that pick. I didn't want to give you that pick. I wanted to give you the 2021 douche pick. And you were very – I thought that would still get it done. And I obviously didn't think it would be 102, but, God, you just would have took that first deal. But, yeah, you dealt that on, on the – on the golf course, right? I know. I'm so pissed. It was my. It was almost a year ago because it was my birthday. Yeah, and that was like a good deal. He traded like a late first for like a bunch of seconds. It looked. Yeah, like, I got like three seconds out of what I thought would be, you know, at least tenth pick. Ended up being Jonathan Taylor. Tough scene. Anyway, going going to Jewish's team. Uh, I'll go. I'm the highest on him, so I guess I'll break down why I like this team. Colin Murray, I think he's going to be this year's Lamar Jackson. As far as just agree, I'm high on him. Um, you know, what do we? This is kind of the make or break year if we like believe in him, quote unquote. And I think he's going to be really, really good. Feeling with the um, absence of Diggs, I know Jefferson's there, but I think he's going to eat. Um, be a really good wide receiver, Edelman. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know these Patriots wide receivers without Brady. Like yep. we've all we only know these guys with Brady. Yeah. So it's hard to know, but and it's you know, 
Uh, Cam's still a pretty good quarterback. Chuck Edelman Ecker, always gets his. Edelman gets fed. He does. I'm not really he concerned does. about him. No, they'll scheme him into fit. And Chubb and Eckler, Eckler's super underrated still. Still going like in mid-second round of uh, redraft leagues. PPR machine. Melvin Gordon's out. You saw what he did when Melvin Gordon was hurt, uh, holding out last year. Just a monster. And Chubb is still really good. Yeah. The hunt thing's concerning long-term, but still a stud. Kelsey, top two, one wide receiver, gets running like wide receiver one numbers. And then Melvin Gordon, you know, running back one. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is a sneaky, pretty good uh, wide receiver, too, if they decide to triple-team Michael Thomas and not let him catch 20 passes a game. For sure. So the starting lineups, I think, is loaded. I think people are kind of sleeping on dudes. That's why I have him fifth. Um, his not, a great, not a great bench. Actually, though. Yeah, not, a, not a great bench. Yep. You know, his best player is, I don't know. Boy. can't even decide. Didi? I mean, probably ADP-wise, it's Daniel Jones. But – Oh, I mean, yeah, but he's not gonna. He's only gonna play him if Collar has right. a buyer. But like for other for wide receiver and running back, man, I think he kind of like this year. I I guess Chris Thompson. I mean, that's another. Even no matter, who, he's not gonna be the bell cow, right? He's gonna be the pass catching back, so he's gonna get his regardless of who's, you know, if it's James Robinson, Zigbo, whoever's Harmstead, who's ever you know doing the first and second down carries for Jacksonville. Chris Thompson's all gonna get his. And you got to think Jacksonville is going to be pathetic this year and is going to be doing a lot of dink and dunks late in games to the running back or whatever. It's not why I like Chark, and that's why I like uh, Schnault this year too. But Chris Thompson could easily have those James White type of games where he's catching 12 passes. Um, but, yeah. I, Randall no, Cobb too. Randall Cobb could have some sneaky upside in Houston. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I don't know how Hunter Repro is projected 7.6 points this week. I don't see that. But, and Justin Jackson is like, I think the backup to Eckler, who he has. So he's got kind of that, um, that wide receiver. I mean, that running back duo locked up. But yeah, it's not, it's not a great, not all uh, bench. Not really anyone you feel comfortable that would be a flex play otherwise. Like, I don't know who you could take out of here and put in the flex on any of the bad teams we mentioned. You like, maybe, maybe bench? Cobb. Yeah, I'm just trying to think besides maybe like Ebron or, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think of like his, his depth is his bat, like his right. flex player is what I'm trying to say. Like they, it's not a great bench, but starting lineup wise, uh, you know, like I said, get your wins in before you start by, we start piling up. But I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Juice come out like four and oh, five and oh, depending on his schedule. That seems to be the trend this year where people have good lineups and, and bad benches. Is that a new thing? I don't remember I don't, it being like this. That's just that's kind of yeah, that's I me. Mean, that's what's separating the the upper teams from the lower teams is your death. But like that's so hard to predict. That's like it you really think is. it's like every year I think I'm like man I got these sleep. Everyone thinks they got like the sleepers and like the wide receiver twos or threes are gonna pan out whatever. And then like they just don't. And like whoever team does have like obviously you need your studs to perform well, but everyone always thinks they have a good bench. I'm sure Dude loves his bench, but but six is I think six is is a fair ranking. Uh, number five, and probably the more polarizing team, I would say, um, given like, all the recent stuff that's happened with his team, is Ridge. Mm-hmm. So Ridge was ranked sixth by me, fifth by you, and fourth by Eric. But uh, you were, you had him ranked right where he ended up. So yeah, because I think because I think Ridge has a good mix of a good starting lineup and a good bench. Mm-hmm. He's got Russell Wilson, who is always a stud at quarterback. Mike Evans, who's always a stud at wide receiver. Woods, who is one of the most underrated wide receivers in all of fantasy, I think. 
he's been a guy I've been targeting redraft leagues. Barkley is what the number two dynasty player overall. Mm-hmm. Does that being yep. as Christian McCaffrey? Yep. Fournette, like you said, is a question mark. And then he starts three tight ends, but it's not three donker tight ends. It's Hunter Henry, it's Evan Ingram, and Mark Andrews. They're Andrews all going to get thirteen touchdowns last year, I think, or twelve. Andrews? Yeah. Yeah, he caught a lot. He caught a lot. He's like Jackson's guy. I feel like. Yeah. And I'm super high in Ingram this year. I have him in both my redraft leagues. Okay. I think because the Giants, you know, besides uh, Slayton and, and Shepard are, I think, are average at best, or mm-hmm. at, at least. Um, and I think Ingram's going to be, like, one of Daniel Jones' security blankets this year. Um, That's fair. And then you look at his bench, and he drafted Rager, who a lot of people were down on, but he's getting – raves at camp i kind of wish i took him over jefferson at this point honestly my boy um and rugs who was the first wide receiver taken overall so you know obviously he's going to have a role in that offense and then you got yeah. Nikhil harry who, who could have a breakout year you know he has some solid solid bench pieces so that's why i have him fifth is because i think like i said I, he's like a rose he's a nice blend <laughs> I, I like that and look, if, if uh, Montgomery can't get healthy, three Cohen, we saw what he can do a couple of years ago when uh, Jordan Howard was getting hurt, explosive. But I agree. I mean, I'm not, I'm not buying to kill Harry, but you know they got they traded a second person in and cut him. So I mean, they're they're not afraid to cut guys. They don't think that can that can cut it for this team. Yeah, he made the cut. That's got to speak well. And yeah, I love Rager. I can't believe he was he's fallen so much in these uh, rookie drafts that are going on even later because of this injury. I, I still think he's a stud. And Ruggs, I don't like him, but you can't deny his his opportunity there. But, yeah, I mean, I, the three tight ends is sketchy. And you're right, they're they're good tight ends. I, I don't know how consistent Hunter and Ingram are going to be week to week to, to keep it up. Andrews probably seems like the, so, the more solid, you know, getting you double-digit type of guy. Um, but this is, probably, that, this is probably only a, a week one thing for him because he's going to see how his rookies perform. 100%. Uh, yeah, you're, you're totally right. And, you know, then he's going to slot in, like, Rager over Hunter Henry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And, I mean, like you said, Evans, Woods, Barkley, R- Wilson, Ducks. They're all high QB, wide receiver, running back one. They're all ones. They're all really, really good, um, which is easily enough. And then Fournette gets the role. I mean, week one will probably be slow for him. I, I can't. You can't not play him in in rigid situation. You got to start Fournette over Tariq Cohen, but he could just get better the years as the year goes on if he just proves that he has commanded that backfield. So for sure, Ridge is still dark horse title team. With the with the rookie depth, the rookies don't pan out. It's going to be a little more sketchy for him. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not I'm not souring. I'm not like on the Ridge is overrated. I just don't. I think we have him appropriately rated between the three of us. And I think the I think the group me had him third overall, which I think is too high. Uh, so I would agree that was too high. But I think we nailed his appropriate rating of, of five. Who did we have under him? We had Dooch at six. So do you think there's a tier break between Dooch and Ridge? Uh, yeah. my I had, like, the Greg, Josh, and Nick grouping was very tough to rank. And I guess you can throw Dooch in there. So I, I – I, I think that's fair. I think those four kind of feel tierish to me. And then Ridge kind of begins like the title hopefuls, maybe. Yeah. yeah. If you want to call it that. Um, all right. So moving on to number four. I think 
he was only ranked like six or seven in, in the group me rating is Matt Wire. So Matt was ranked fourth, fourth, and fifth, respectively. But we're all pretty much the consensus. Eric was the lowest on him, but nothing crazy. Um, Where's his tab? Uh, yeah, I can I can run through this if you want. Yeah, I got it up. You want me? You want me do it? No, no, I got it. Um, I I like this team. He's had some guys that I, I haven't liked in the past, but now I'm kind of coming around to. So Matt Ryan, steady QB one, going you know high in QB two. Kenny Galladay is I think is still underrated. He caught a bunch of touchdowns last year when uh, Staff Daddy was healthy. He was like a he was him and Marvin Jones were like wide receiver ones or close to it. At least uh, Galladay for sure was. AJ Brown, monster year. Mm-hmm. Come into year two. I Tennessee. love AJ Brown this year. Yeah, same. Um, all that you know, I love the whole Ole Miss wide receiver core. So AJ Brown's a stud. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think, is going to be really, really good this year yep. with that it's improved offense. Contract. Huge contract. That, that doesn't necessarily bolt like usually. You know, you play well before you get your contract. I just like, I just love Mixon this year. I don't love Aaron Jones, but I can't deny like what he's done. I'm looking like over a thousand yards, sixteen touchdowns is absurd. Mm-hmm. That's He's the most obvious uh, touchdown, you know, reduction candidate or whatever. I, I blanked out on the term. But but um, don't you think he's the best running back on that team? Yes. Just 16 touchdowns is ridiculous. Yeah. No, he's, he's the, definitely due for regression, but I think he's – Regression. I, that's what I was looking for, TD regression. Yeah. Um, but still should be a solid running back, too, on his team. And then I think OBJ is going to have a huge year. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it here or what, but, like, historically – for the majority, majority of running back uh, wide receivers, maybe outside of a couple, the first year you go to a new team, you see like a 30% drop in targets, production. It just, you just, it doesn't happen as seamlessly as people think. Mm-hmm. Happened with A Rob. It happened, I'm trying to think of other receivers, and that's why I'm worried about Hopkins this year. And other wide receivers that are good that go to a new team, I think Amari Cooper is probably the only one recently that just went and like completely changed everything, but. It took a year to gel with um, Baker Mayfield and that Browns offense. I think year two, it's for him on the Browns, is going to be a lot better. Uh, I'm high on him. Sean Jackson's whatever, but he's got a good bench. He's not even playing Hawkinson. Cam Akers mm-hmm. could be the RB1 there coming out. Um, Claypool's my boy. Clay, Claypool's your boy. Miles Boykin, you know, good, whatever. Robbie but... Anderson could have a, a sneaky good year in Carolina this year. Yeah. But I, I think this is probably – Rob, uh, we usually have uh, Wire in this kind of flaws tier. I think this is the year he kind of breaks with that ceiling and becomes one of the yeah. you know, dark horse not, – not no longer a dark horse, like a title contender. Yeah, especially if Akers wins that job. Yeah, that, that'll definitely be huge for him. Yeah. Um, no, he's got a know? solid team. Yeah, Barry, I don't know, anything you wanted to add? No, not really. You pretty much hit everything on the head. All right, uh, moving on to number three, and it's me. After two disastrous years of rebuilding, my team finally looks looks good. Yeah. It's got some. It's got some depth. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record as saying this. I think you're better than Rogers. I had you second. You did. So yeah. Sorry, I had me three. Eric had me three, and you had me second. So thank you. The website Fantasy Pros also had me second, so they agree with you. Um. I'm very happy with my starting lineup. And it's the first year I actually think I have a decent bench to make up for some, you know, yeah. some bye weeks. 
do I think that your bench is like amazing? No, but no. I think your starting lineup is amazing. I, I love everything about your starting lineup. In fact, I drafted a lot of these guys in redraft this year. I'm uh, Greg too. I'm seeing a lot of people are targeting me. The A Rob. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on Jacobs this year. I think he's going to yes. have a great year, even though they keep bringing in these pass catching running backs. I think we'll, Jacobs is we'll going to figure it out. Yeah. But Mara is about to sign a huge contract. So he's going to be, I think, the guy still obviously in New Orleans. He was like running back 11, and he basically was hurt half the year. Yeah. And he scored like no touchdowns last year. Yeah. Because fucking Taysom Hill and other bullshit. So <laughs> Noah Fant I, is a guy that all the dynasty analysts are super high on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little more, bit more crowded in Denver, but I still like Fant. Yeah. The draft kind of hurt that a little bit, but I, I still like him too. And I mean, then you got Metcalf and Taylor in your flex. I mean, that's that's really fucking good. I mean, like yeah. I, I love Metcalf. I think he's a beast. Taylor was my RB one coming out of the draft. I think he'll win that job sooner than later. So I mean, that starting lineup is like unreal. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I think a Rob. I it, it it annoys me that Foles wasn't anointed a starter. I was wasn't a part of my take. And, and Big Cat's a big Chicago guy, and he made a point that if they gave Foles a starting job then they couldn't go back to Mitch if Foles started off poorly. Like, just give it to Mitch, wait till he inevitably throws three picks, and then, like, the error, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, then the Nick, the big dick Nick train begins, mm-hmm. and we could see that. And I think Juju's going to bounce back here. He was another guy, like – Yeah, if he, if he can bounce back QB to where play. he was, especially with a healthy Roethlisberger, watch out. Yeah. Yeah, starting lineup, love it. I'm very happy with – I mean, t- could Taylor bust? Sure. If he busts, it'll be a terrible trade. But I'm very happy. In hindsight, I'm very happy I traded, like, I think I had 105 and I traded, like, a future first to move up to 102. Don't regret that at all, having Taylor seeing everyone I. But my bench, like, it's not the best bench. But, like, Jordan Howard is a decent flex option, I think. Jameson Crowder is arguably worthy of starting my flex over uh, Taylor this week just because you don't know how, you know, Matt could just be the bell cow for week one. Jono Smith. I could be starting to have a more Noah fan. He's another guy Twitter seems to love as a breakout yep. guy this year. Like I said, Marvin Jones last year was a stud when Staff Daddy was actually playing. Marvin Jones, yeah. And I like Alan Lazard. Could be good. I also love um, Chanel. I think I think uh, Jacksonville's going to be passing a lot. Um, he was like, watch, watch him to get some goal line carries too. You think so? He he ran a wildcat a lot of times in college. Yeah. Guy's, he's, he's big and fat. Like he's a freak athlete he just gets hurt a lot but yeah i'm pretty happy with my team the more it's weird like i think i don't know if the draft happened yet it must have not happened yet because i was ranked like eighth or seventh in the group chat and it seemed like as like D, uh greg loses daryl williams and nick loses geist and roger like as other teams starting to kind of get picked off like nothing really bad happened my team knock on wood yeah. yet you've had a good and, summer i feel like yeah, the summer's been pretty good to my team. Nothing no bad, nothing bad really coming out except Darrington Evans fumbling three times and, like, no pads somehow. Um, and, and and the Raiders tr- uh, keep getting pass-catching backs. But that was really the only negative thing that I can think of. Yeah, like, Ridge got worse. So I just kept, like – I kind of kept, like, strictly moving up and, like, a lot of my guys are getting more and more hype. So it feels good. This is the first like, – I'm, ha- I'm hoping to get out of this – fucking slump I'm in. I came in 13th and 12th um, after kind of blowing it up. So hopefully this is the, not the end of the rebuild, but this is a start of, you know, uh, it's a young team. 
So hopefully this core can last me, you know, yeah. a couple at least two it's or three a, it's years. It's a great, great dynasty team. Very young. Um, yeah, pretty happy. Moving on to number two, the former three-time champ, Mike Rogers. Um, you can go through this if you want. We got the Sean Watson, who's an obvious stud at quarterback. Chris Godwin, who I I just can't help it. I always root for him to fail uh, because of the extreme hype he got last season. Michael Thomas is a stud, wide receiver one. Um, McCaffrey, obviously, is the, the best overall player you could have. Mm-hmm. David Johnson, I'm not high on this year. Um, I don't think he is very good. I don't think he is as good as he used to be. Um, Hooper, I think, is is going to have a decent year. They, they, I, I feel like they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets in Cleveland, just based on everything I've read about in Joku. Okay. But they love that rookie there. I can't think of his name. Hunt, Hunter Bryant, maybe something like that. Harrison. Bryant. Okay. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I'm also down on. This is why I had you over him. Le'Veon Bell, is, I'm also down on. Him and Gase don't seem to get along. I just, I don't know. I don't really, I, I don't see it with Bell. And Gase is just destroyed run like look how many better run like look at Drake when he left. Yeah. Just, and like other running backs when they gotten there. He ruined Balage. It's all Tannehill. Gase's fault. Tannehill. Hmm? Tannehill. Yep. Parker is now good. Yeah. Yep. This yep. is a cancer. And Le'Veon Bell had a bad year last year. Um yeah. He did. But apparently he's like three percent body fat now, so that should be interesting. Okay. Uh T Y Hilton, who always seems to be a guy that doesn't age. And just he was like, super boomer bust last year. I he think, was. I, he was I think, hurt last year, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he got hurt, but it was like forty point weeks, and then like two. It was like it was weird. But, but I mean, the options in in Indianapolis, like who's his competition? Paris Campbell. Yeah, no, I mean he's gonna get with Rivers there. I mean he's gonna be the main target there, and like uh, Fuller gets hurt a lot, and. I mean, other than Fuller and I guess Golden Tate, not the not the best bench. No, not the best bench. So bye weeks and injuries can hurt him. I mean, he it's hard to not rank someone that has Godwin Thomas and McCaffrey like really high. Mm-hmm. I do agree, probably like depth wise, I have a better team, um, including Flex. But yeah, I mean, I think if this is the year where we don't see Rogers going like eleven and two and being like the two like the number like winning, I think this could be the finally the year he doesn't win the division. Because I think Watson's due to regress with losing Hopkins. I, I, Godwin has to regress with Brady and not having Winston throw 60 times a game. Thomas and McCaffrey so, so will be great. Who would you think would win the division then? That's the thing. I mean, he's the obvious choice. To, like, yeah. I mean, it's Rodgers. I haven't ranked number two. Right. But, like, it, it, this team feels more beatable than it did right. the last three. Even though he didn't even win this year, it just feels more vulnerable Agreed. Than it has like, and he hasn't. And this year he didn't really. In in years past, he's been replacing some of these guys with McCaffrey's and like drafting younger guys. I feel like he hasn't drafted anyone really high in the last two years. He's been mm-hmm. just been drafting like Beer of Smith in like the third rounds, and he drafted another two tight ends this year. Just four tight ends. It's kind of weird. Yeah, um, I mean, he he just he just holds his guys, and I mean, it's maybe that's the strat. It works out. I mean, he doesn't pick all that often. No. Know? Maybe now it's time for him to pick, but for at least four or five years, he was, you know, a force in this league. Yeah. And look, he's going to make the playoffs. And if you get Thomas McCaffrey and Godwin in the playoffs, he probably has a chance to win it all. But it just feels – I'm second. 
maybe I do like my team over him, but I, I, it's McCaffrey and Thomas are just so overwhelmingly good. It's like it doesn't matter if Hilton and Bell are like a little in you know, that week. Um, and then finally to wrap it up, to Muller's <laughs> unhappiness is by far. I think we all had him ranked one. I don't even think it's close. Uh, is Tiz just? I mean, stud, studs in the start, studs in the starting lineup, studs on the Miles bench, Sanders on his bench, and Diggs and Dobbins. Like, come on, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, just to rattle through Mahomes, QB one, Devonte Adams, Cortland Sutton. I love both those guys this year. I think Rogers is going to come out with something to prove, and Adams is going to be the beneficiary of that. Sutton's going to take that next step. More crowded wide receiver core, but I think Locke improves a lot this year, and, and Sutton will. He had a thousand yards last year, eleven hundred yards. So I think that he'll improve on that. Dalvin Cook's a stud. We need Clyde Edwards Lair to bust for him not to just go on like a a three title run of his own. Because <laughs> if yeah. he if he starts producing like these fucking projections and he's going one hundred five in redraft leagues, I mean he can't. If he's that good, this team's not losing this year. Right. It just isn't going to lose. Um, draft oil is what it is. Really, is tight end, and it's not even that weak. I mean, just yeah. average tight end, but that's all he needs. That's, he, just, he can give him six points a game, and he's fine. Right. And Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, I, I'm I'm not as high on those two guys. I'm not like I'm staying away from Derrick Henry. I, both these guys in redraft leagues, but fucking, he's got Miles Sanders and Diggs are just waiting. Like it's just yeah. And Dobbins eventually job. later in the year, yeah. it, it's just it's loaded. I'm trying to think if he has any. No one on IR that he's waiting for. Even Hollywood Browns projected 12 points. I think it's a little bit high. He kind of fizzled out later in the year after starting really good. Paris Campbell, like you said, that's the only competition T.Y. Houghton has, really. And well, they just drafted somebody, but uh, he should be decent. I love Mims. He's been hurt. But it's just a crazy good team. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much more to be said. I mean, that, that team is stacked. and like, Remember how we were saying like you couldn't – pluck someone's bench player and put him on bad teams flexes or like vice versa you could take two of his bench and it would be people's wide receiver one and running back ones his bench would probably outscore some of the lower teams (laughs) yeah yeah you're right i I think you're right rogers sanders dobbins Diggs, hollywood brown and campbell campbell and and, and mims in his flex that would be my team yeah and then whoever you want to tie that out of three he has the bench yeah it's it's crazy um i I know it's 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 really hard to predict like one of these defenses is going to go off some of these idps it's hard to predict like but those are big difference makers when your defense drops like a one or like i have devin bush and he only gets like three instead of nine Mm -hmm. like those points add up like that's how you get these like consistent like 150 160 170 weeks is like it's usually when your kicker also gets you like 12 points and your idps go for 11 each so it's like I know we're just looking at starting lineups, but that does play a big factor into these teams that seem to – like, you look at their starting, they're like, how do they even win? And you scroll down, it's like, man, they got, like, 40 points from their kicker and IDPs. It's like, fuck. Um, but that's it, top to bottom. Let us know in the group chat if you if you disagree. Shout out to all the hate, the love we give you. But to – I think everyone has – Love the drama, but to recap, it's Itzler, Kojak, Chad – Rob, Eric, Nick, Josh, Greg, Dooch, Ridge, Wire, me, Rogers, and Tiz. And that's your power rankings and going mid- into week one. Mid-season, these will all be different. Yeah. Hopefully I'm 
have the energy and mental capacity to want to do the weekly power rankings again. They're usually pretty fun. Um, and now too with COVID, if if one team gets, if the Chiefs get COVID, I mean, that's going to decimate some rosters. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that is why like teams like Greg that have like a billion handcuffs or like even Eric, it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those guys gets. Yeah, it's a good strategy, especially for this year. Um, do you want to just end it? We won't yeah. really discuss it because we already just went into detail on everyone's roster. Yeah. So you want to explain to everyone what you did and what the results were? Yeah, and I'm shocked that Zoom hasn't cut me off yet. It's definitely been over 40 minutes, and I'm still okay. recording. So hopefully, it's definitely, still re- it's definitely still recording. It still says recording, so hopefully this all records. But so basically, what I did is I used DLF's ADP top 231 dynasty rankings. And what I did is I went through everyone's team and I wrote down the ADP for their entire starting lineup and their four best bench players ADP wise. And I added all those up. That's 12 numbers divided by 12 and got an average ADP for everybody's team. So it's obviously, it's not a perfect science. We're going on DLF's rankings here. There's a lot of flaws, a lot of variables. I'll give you one right off the bat, for example, um, I don't know if this is a mistake on DLF, but for Wires team, for example, Deshaun Jackson isn't ranked in the top 231. So I put him, I gave his ADP 232. Guys that aren't in the top 231, I put as 232. I mean, um, he is 33. So his ADP may be. Yeah, it could be. Like, yeah, it could be off the list. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were to start like a brand new league, like Deshaun Jackson probably goes pretty late. Yeah. Um, but then there's guys like Jarwin wasn't on there either. So, but he's on the top tight end ADP. So what I did was I, I put him where I think he would be. I think they just left him out accidentally on the top 231. Well, what it is, is probably like they rather have 50 other wide receivers before they get to drafting Jarwin. Well, well here's the thing on, on DLF and tight end, he's between Gronk and Njoku. Oh, but Njoku's on there. And and both Gronk and Njoku are on there. So I put him in between there. Ah, okay. That's weird. Yeah, it's. I think they left them out on accident. But anyway, so I averaged all those ADPs. And this, in a sense, gives us who who has the best dynasty team. Okay. They're starting roster and four bench players. Okay, I like this. Okay, so do you care to guess who is 14th? Um, trying and, to this, and this is I will say this is where not having bench depth really factors into this um, Dooch 14th is Greg wow yeah he has a 131.6 ADP um, I mean Daryl Williams probably wasn't ranked Daryl Williams Julio, ranked. Julio's very old and then yeah, all of his bench players are his highest his highest ADP bench player was Kenny Stills, who he picked up like yesterday. So he Greg is fourteenth according to this. I don't think he would argue with, I don't think he thinks he's set up good for the few I think he'll I think if he doesn't do well this year, he would debate trading some assets. Fourteenth, I'm a little surprised given but yeah, I mean that that, that hurts the average if you have mm-hmm. five guys in the two hundreds. Right. Um, it definitely, 
I mean, but you need a full lineup. You need a full roster to, to win. So I think mean, it's fair. 13th is Kojak, 130.9 okay. ADP. Okay. 12th is Itzler, 115.1. 11th is Josh, 101.8. Okay. 10th is Nick, 100.8. 9th is Dooch, 99.5. Oh, crap. I'm saying double digits now. Eighth is me, ninety nine point four. But that, but that's what we spoke about before. You got some good rookie depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this kind of proves that. It, you know, I got I got good uh, good depth on my bench. Mm-hmm. Um, seventh is Eric, ninety four. Well, okay, he's got he's got a pretty young team. Sixth is Rob, eighty four point three. Fifth is okay. Wire, eighty two point two. Fourth is Rogers, seventy seven point seven. Makes sense. Third is our handsome co-host, Ad, 71.3. Second is Ridge, 58.4. My God. Well, when you get – yeah. And first is obviously Tiz, 46.8. 46. Yep. Wow. I mean, Ridge makes – I mean, you're going to have – his top guys are are really, really good. Just – Yeah. I I just thought thought it was an interesting thing. You know, it didn't take me very long. It was an interesting kind of exercise to do. I just wanted to see. I think I think Ridge and Greg are the most surprising two there. And Eric's pretty high. I was surprised with Eric too. Probably those three, but <laughs> I mean, if you let if you let if you didn't let anybody touch their rosters for three years, Greg is not coming in last in like <laughs> the next couple of years. I mean, come on. Over like Kojak or Insler or some other teams. That that's harsh, but I get it. I, when he's one of his best players is Julio, and he's old. Yeah, I mean, I mean all of his benches is like in the two hundreds, but there, yeah, Daryl Williams was two thirty two, and then Jarwin I had to slot in at one seventy. Those really hurt him. Mm-hmm. And you know, DLF isn't obviously a perfect system. It's it's the one I think is more accurate than other websites, but yeah. I used to do some, I kind of did some like this when I do the free agency, I try to find their rankings, but I do like a couple other rankings websites, but they also like, you know, you know what Greg's going to say, if he picked up like three quarterbacks, you know, his ADP would be higher because those are actually, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but no, that's a, that's a, that's a I, mean, I, was fair. I was fair. I have three quarterbacks. I, I have Ben Roethlisberger in my starting lineup. So he's like 218th. I could have put, yep. I could have put Tannehill in there. Who's like in the, late hundreds i think and drop mm-hmm. mine down but no i like that i like that a lot so yeah hopefully that stirs the pot even more <laughs> yeah uh shot the world worst <laughs> worst dynasty team in the league <laughs> uh did i log in so i was trying to find that uh that league thing i was telling you about because i also think they have a a dynasty thing but I don't know what they base it off of. But I don't think I'm going to pull it up. But yeah, football tomorrow, jacked up. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. I, I'm like ready, but like I'm not ready. Like it hasn't hit me that it's tomorrow yet. I was saying because there's no, it hasn't been any preseason. It's just like, it's weird. And then Sunday, I was like, Melissa, all I want for my birthday is to just sit on the couch. And my only request for you is to make buffalo chicken dip. Yes, I just had that for my dad. Uh, my dad came over uh, for our draft. Uh, Gabby whipped up some buck chicken dip, and it was Hell fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. So I'm looking forward to Sunday for sure. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Elite Dynasty Pod. I'm not sure how long this went because there's no timer on Zoom, but I think it was fairly long. Um, so I am going to put this together and hopefully it will be in your ears tomorrow. And then hopefully we won't do it every week because I can't say that with a straight face and I thought that'll happen. But hopefully we get these out more regularly with football. The football juice is flowing mm-hmm. and want to talk about it. Well, maybe every other week. We'll do it every other week. But it's really we'll, amazing we'll, how we'll, time goes by when you're when we're doing these. It does. You know. But, well. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's it for me. And uh, Ad, you want to hit them with the social? Um, it's at Elite Dynasty Pod um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. No blogs recently. A couple of blogs recently, but no no blogs recently. Um, maybe I'll just write a blog for fun that contains no relevant information. Let's see go. if anyone read it. There you go. And with that, happy football, and we'll see you later. Peace.